Today is the memorial of Robert Bellarmine. And Wikipedia, which is my usual source for preaching about saints, actually does not have a very good um, page on Robert Bellarmine. Um, it misses the mark. It talks a lot about his influence in the Counter-Reformation, which is very, very important. And it includes the fact that he ended up being involved with a lot of the French wars. Um, he was around when different French kings were being assassinated. He was involved with Galileo. But Robert Bellarmine was named a doctor of the church for something that they completely do not mention. He is the most influential person in this idea that we have called the mystical body of Christ. And so um, he lived in the 16th century, but his ideas were very influential. Some people complained that he was the only person who got to have anything to say at Vatican I, even though he had been dead for hundreds of years. And he also influenced Vatican II. And speaking of this mystical body of Christ, we wrap up our trifecta of three amazing chapters from the letter of the, to the Corinthians today. This is the third and most eloquent of Paul's three days of talking about what it means to be the body of Christ. You all know this passage, but we usually hear it at weddings. But he didn't write it for to talk about one person loving one other person. It's about loving one another in community. As we have journeyed through this first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, we have seen again and again that probably the main sin of the Corinthians, and they had a lot of sins, the greatest sin was they always wanted to divide themselves into separate groups. And Paul continues to come back again and again and say, no, no, we are one group. It's one of the great sins of humanity. A sin on display by both Catholics and Protestants during the time of the Reformation. And I would argue it's also a sin that Jesus is addressing here. That the Pharisees say, no, John the Baptist's followers, they can't be right. They were too far this way. And Jesus' followers, no, they're too far the other way. Robert Bellarmine had the unfortunate distinction of being sort of the smartest guy in the room when there were really, really hard questions to answer. He was a bishop and a theologian at the time of the Reformation. And the Reformation can be stood, understood as a very complicated thing, but one thing that I like to think of it as is that as the centuries went by and people lost more and more of the nuances of the early church and the early church fathers and the early the culture of the early church, that all the Christians were losing the finer points and that Martin Luther and John Calvin came forward with some very important questions. It's just that they offered some specific solutions that weren't quite right the Catholic Church responded with some solutions that might not have been quite right either. But Robert Bellarmine was the one who really tried to negotiate this the best he could. And I think he really relied on Paul's wisdom of speak all things with love. I can be the most brilliant person, but without love I am nothing. I must be patient and kind, not hold grudges. And it's a remarkable 
what Bellarmine said about the mystical body of Christ. And I quote from my ecclesiology notes. See, there's a reason to finish grad school. You do get something out of it. My professor said, it's remarkable both for what it says and what it omits. He says the mystical body of Christ must be understood as three things. It is composed of saints and sinners that we cannot know anyone's individual inner faith by looking at them. So we as church must rely on creed and sacraments, public statements. And to be church, we must have some kind of order, some discernible pattern of succession or pastors. That's pretty remarkable considering the people were killing each other all over Europe, arguing about what they believed. At a time when there was mass murder and wars, the Council of Trent, through the guidance of Robert Bellarmine, did not condemn anyone by name. It explained why any ideologies people were following, why they felt they were improper and threatened the true theology, and it held out the possibility that all people could be reconciled. This is a passage, this Corinthian passage, is not something we think about in public discourse. But that's what it's called to be. And Trent was a time, thanks to Robert Bellarmine, of patience, a time of not being quick-tempered, and a time of taking these challenges to reform, to look at what needed to be reconsidered under the light of the Holy Spirit. And so, for us, what do we do with this? When we disagree, perhaps we could look back at this wonderful 13th chapter as well.